Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And this is a subject today that I have been talking a lot about with clients, and it occurred to me that like we've never done an episode yeah. on this. This is great. I'm really excited about it. And should have been done a long time ago, really, because <laughs> it's such a big things. concept for yeah. um, you know this podcast and recovery and what we're talking about. So today we want to talk about sobriety and yes. how to be sober. Yes. This is a huge, it's a huge concept, right? Establishing People and maintaining in. sobriety. Yes. It's a really big concept. It's a big um, struggle sometimes. Yeah. And I love that David has a formula for it, <laughs> which we may talk about in the next. Of course I do, right? Yes. You have a formula for everything. <laughs> um. But we may talk about that in the next episode. We want to first start talking about what sobriety is, why it's important, um, sobriety versus recovery, you know, all of these different aspects of, of sobriety. And then we'll get into the formula of how to um, establish and maintain it. Yeah. So most people coming in here are either... At least a lot. the people that I see a lot, <laughs> a lot of them, um, are in because they have to be. A spouse is pushing them to do a process, right. or they're in because they want help with sobriety. So you know, most of my clients struggling with addiction—that's where this clinic is more or less focused. Right. And there's lots of things that are a part of that. You know, depression and anxiety. But they're either here because they choose to be or sometimes they're pushed to be. But the same problem is I have been struggling with this for a long, long time, sexual addiction, whether it's uh, pornography or it's progressed to acting out. Mm -hmm. And I've tried for a long time to get sober. I've had periods of sobriety, some more, right. some less, but it always comes back. Yeah. Um, how do I just get sober? Yes. <laughs> and that's that's the question. And the expectation, of course, is I have some magic thing that I give them. And it's like this breakthrough <laughs> epiphany and poof, they're, they're sober. But I've found over time that it's kind of an equation. And everybody is so different. The reasons why the addiction is present can be so different. Absolutely. And I think we've talked about this before, mm. haven't we? Probably. <laughs> All the things that were like, did we talk about this? Oh my gosh. It's getting to be a lot of episodes now. So. Yep. <laughs> Trying to remember all of them. But yeah, I think I think we've talked a little bit about that there are so many different deep underlying things that happen plus DNA plus mm -hmm. childhood experiences. Right. Plus, you know, your own worth and value and all of that. So there's definitely a lot that goes into why each individual person is facing, facing those challenges. 
we have episodes on understanding addiction. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of information in those about what we're talking about. Yeah. This episode, we want to talk about sobriety. sobriety. So if you're thinking, okay, I, f- I feel like I have some understanding here. I just can't get sober. Yeah. Or, or it, maintain it. Like I can go a few months or maybe I can go for a while, but it always comes back. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about that. Yes. And I... I like talking about the importance of like sobriety. Why, why is this even a thing? Why are we even trying? I mean, that's definitely something I feel like clients come in with yeah. a lot is why, why, why is what this is even it? a thing? Yeah. What is it? And why, why is why it? Why can't thing? I just not worry about it? Yeah. 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 And I think, um, what it is, right. Is the abstinence, right. Um, as opposed to recovery, when we start talking about recovery, um, involves a lot more. But I think in its like fundamental core, sobriety is simply the abstinence um, from the acting out behaviors, whether that's uh, PMO, whether that's like with other people. Right. It's it's just the abstinence, and we'll talk about recovery and why that's different, but. Why is sobriety in and of itself important? It's kind of like when a couple comes in for couples issues and we learn about um, alcohol addiction. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no way we're going to get very far in couples therapy as long as the alcoholism is present. Right. Because you're basically, if you're in active addiction, you're unavailable. Yes. And that's why in couples therapy, you know, you have to have trust. We're assuming that if we're doing couples therapy, we're at a sort of a minimum level of we can begin to trust. Mm -hmm. But in active addiction, we're not even at a minimum level. Right. Um, People in addiction are truly unavailable emotionally, um, spiritually, in other ways. And so without abstinence or sobriety or celibacy... Mm-hmm. Um, we can't really make much headway. Right. They're, they're sort of out of control still. You, you could think of it like they're underneath the power of this thing. And even with really good intentions and, and you know, they want to do well, we give assignments or we talk about things and it's just really hard to cover any ground consistently. Right. And, and I think this is true even if you're coming in for individual therapy, right? You are... Addiction disconnects you. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a great TED talk about that addiction is a connection disorder. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you can not be in a marriage. You cannot be in a relationship with someone else and still be disconnected. Mm-hmm. You can be disconnected. You're disconnected from God. You're disconnected from yourself. You're disconnected generally from others. And so the sobriety piece is what gives you the ability to engage with yourself, to engage with God, to engage with others. Um, Instead of being in a space of being checked out, um, of numbing, of just distance, an inability to really gauge what's happening, regulate yourself, understand what's going on for you um, in relationship, you know, in, in your connection with God. So 
that is, I think, why that sobriety piece is so important, whether or not you're in a marital relationship. But having that for yourself and being able to show up for yourself and whatever other relationships are out there, it's a really critical it's a really critical piece. Right, because you want to be available, you need to be. So it's sort of stopping the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Right? If somebody's bleeding out, you got to address that first. And yeah, there's other things, but that's sort of the most immediate need. If somebody is in active addiction, mm-hmm. um, it is really hard to do very much. Yeah. And when we talk about what active addiction, because I think that's probably something we need to talk about as well, is what is active addiction like versus being sober? Like, what does that mean? How much time do I need to have? <laughs> you know, what does that look like? Yeah. And, and obviously we're going to talk about sobriety versus recovery because it's not just about um, stopping the behavior, white knuckling right. it, um, as opposed to putting things in place where you're actually going to be able to consistently maintain something long-term. Right. Right. But I think when we look at, you know, sometimes if people are using um, or acting out every single day, right. then they get really excited when they have a week and they're like, Hey, look, I've been, you know, I'm sober for a week. Right. And, and that's wonderful. And we're glad we've made it that far. And also, um, you know, when you look at things you need, really your baseline, when you really start getting in the place where you are doing well, you've had it three months at least. Um, that's when the the brain is able to start reshaping mm-hmm. and setting those new patterns. Yep. And, um, and having that, that consistency now, like, okay, now we've gotten to a place where the brain can start really getting into some of these other things and, and be a little bit more stable. But yep. that, that three month mark is a pretty significant one. And so if, if you're not to that point yet, that is, that's your first, that's really kind of your first benchmark in terms good of goal. sobriety. Yep. At least in terms of, we know dopamine production can start to return to normal. Yes. After around 90 hundred days. So yes. Yeah. So that's your, that's your, that's your baseline sobriety space, I guess is what, what I'd say with that. Obviously you're, you know, you want to be maintained for longer, but that's where you're going to start getting some, some more solid traction, um, in terms of like, okay, my receptors are starting (laughs) to like readjust back to, to more of a normal range. Yep. You know, all of that. So what's white knuckling then? Ah, white knuckling is when you're just holding on. So this, is, I think, is applicable across a lot of it different is, things, sure. right? It is, for sure. As is all of this, right? Right? <laughs> yes. So sometimes we, you know, get in those spaces, um, you know, maybe with your diet or with whatever, <laughs> and you're just white knuckling. You're just holding on. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I'm just going to be like really motivated and I'm just going to push through and I'm going to make it happen. Right. Right. Um, kind of a willpower alone. Yes. Yeah. And that's not effective for anything long-term. Not sustainable. (laughs) Right. Which is why we call it white knuckling. You're holding on so tight, right? Your knuckles are white. Yep. But how long can you hold on that tight? Right. Exactly. You just, you can't. And so, 
um, what we don't want. And, and a lot of people get that way at first, which is understandable, right? right? You, you, you don't want to be doing the things you don't have all the tools. Um, you don't have all the things that you need in place to be able to maintain. Um, and so there is white knuckling going on. So I don't, I don't know that we'd say like, oh, this is horrible. Right. 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 I think sometimes that space can then lend itself to introducing those new concepts and maintaining uh, more of a, a sober, sober place. But right. certainly if you're not, you know, we definitely have people that can white knuckle for a while. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, if you haven't done these other things, uh, this formula that we'll talk <laughs> about probably right. next time, um, you're not getting in the things that you need to really actually maintain sobriety. And a you're really, just... exactly. A really good question is, you know, often people come in and say, I've been sober a mm-hmm. month or whatever. It's like, okay. So besides the not acting out, what are you doing? And yes. if there's not a lot of doing, it's definitely white knuckling. Yes. If it's like, okay, I've been sober a month and I'm doing this and this and this and this. It's like, okay, now we're kind of moving over into a different place. Right. But if it's, I just, well, I, I, just I guess don't. nothing. I just, I've, I've gone a month. Yes. Okay. And let me guess, you've done this before and um, it always comes back. Yes. Because that's the definition really of white knuckling. So... You think of this order kind of like white knuckling into sobriety, sobriety into recovery. Yep. And so what's the difference sobriety and recovery? And does recovery have to start with sobriety? Ooh, that's a good question. I think when we're talking about some of the steps and the things that you're going to do to maintain sobriety, those I think are part of your recovery process. So it's beautiful, just like, you're saying with the white knuckling, moving into, um, sobriety, moving into recovery, there are things that are overlapping and you, it's a, it's a process. It's a, a scale versus, uh, separate check boxes. Right. Um, and so a lot of the things that we're going to talk about in terms of this equation to demonstrate or to get into a space of sobriety are our recovery pieces. Yep. Um, but tell us a little bit more about what, what you would say, like, okay, what are the extra things? So sobriety, right, is this idea that there's just an absence of something, Mm -hmm. whereas recovery is a becoming something more. Yes. Sort of like a phrase we use a lot, and you've heard this too, is we want to become our highest and best self. Yes. So David 2.0. 2.0. That we talk about. Exactly. Yep. David's working on David 2.0. And 2.0 has different perspectives, different motivations, um, different viewpoints, uh, different you values. See the world differently. Right. And that's the difference. Sobriety would be I can be the same person. I'm just not doing a thing. Right. But we need recovery where um, I understand myself better. I, I understand relationships better. I know how to better meet the needs of my spouse. This is recovery. Yeah. And, you know, kind of, you have to be in a state of managing this for the rest of your life, more or less. Right. But if you're in recovery, the new you, that's what the new you does is manages. It doesn't feel yes. like a thing I'm trying to avoid because we know what we resist mm-hmm. persists. 
And that's often a telltale sign of somebody's in sobriety or trying to be in sobriety versus recovery is they're thinking more on what not to do than on what they're right. doing and working towards. Yeah. You know, don't do this thing. Don't do this thing. Don't look at porn. Don't masturbate. Well, what are you still thinking about? It's so hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you stay in that place. Um, but recovery is a whole new you, new habits, new patterns, new, new everything. But this is a good thing. And everybody right. has addiction and everybody has um, things that are less effective. We talk about this all the time, habits and patterns that are less right. effective, not good or bad, just less effective things that we want to improve the quality of our life. And mm -hmm. so we have to be consistent doing something. Yeah, I like when we're talking about being and we're talking about growth, right? It's it's not the stagnant, I'm here, and this is, I'm just trying to not. It's, right. It's where the growth patterns, because really when you get in, and I like what you're saying about, yes, it, it is a maintenance space that you'll have throughout your life, but with recovery, when you are doing, when you have become something different, the weight of that, like, oh, maintenance, you know, right. it it's different. It's yeah, it doesn't just feel not like there. maintenance. It just feels like living. Yes. But it's yes. living at another level. And I maybe a good comparison is, is looking at, like, maybe working out or something like that. And if you're a person that just hates working out, right, and you want, but you want to be healthier, you want to do those things, and it's just this process that you go through of, um, showing up and, and working hard and your tolerance increases, your capacity increases. Right. Um, you get to the point where it's just a normal part of your mm -hmm. life to show up at the gym every day. Right. Or it doesn't feel like you're do putting whatever. effort into yes. it. It's just who you are. Yes. Yep. And it's, it's a very similar pattern um, which I think is a relieving space to think about because yeah. I think a lot of times when clients come in and they're not sober, they're not, um, you know, you're, they're really struggling with a lot of these things. It just feels totally overwhelming. Like, Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm going to have to do this. It's going to be this is true. like this so heavy for the rest of my <laughs> life. And they're already exhausted. Yes. Because they've been fighting, 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 not effective, not working. And they're like, oh, you're telling me like for the rest of my life, this thing. And it's like, yeah, but it won't feel that way when yes. you've become something more than what you are now. Yes. Which is a weird thing to say. It is. <laughs> because it's, it's really more, I, I, like, I like the idea of you're clearing the clutter to see your real self or for your exactly. real self to kind yes. of shine through. Yes. You're not becoming something right. else. You're becoming more of you. Who you are. You're getting the other stuff out of the way so yeah. that you are more present. Exactly. And, uh, and able to interact with yourself in the world. Yeah. So that and hopefully is a super hopeful space. Like this yeah. isn't going to be hard forever. Right. And, and anything that is a good thing that we do consistently and it kind of becomes a part of our routine, we don't see it that way anymore but we benefit from it mm -hmm. and we don't really think twice about it. Yes. Like really successful people who um, we've talked about dailies a lot, mm -hmm. but they're very consistent about when I go to bed and when I get up and I have to make sure that when I get up, I have time for me before I have to do anything. Yeah. And they don't see that as like a chore or this hard task that they have right. to do. They don't have to do it. They don't have to do anything. They choose to do it. And they're happy to do it because of the fruit. 
yes. because of all the benefit that they experience in their life. And so that's the goal. Yeah. And I, I like what you just said. I think it's a really important reframe is that have to versus choose to versus, you know, kind of a choose to get to space. And I think even at the beginning stages of developing sobriety, that reframe can be really, really helpful and useful, right? Again, it's where you're putting your energy. It's where you're putting your, are you stopping that energy? Cause like, Oh, like I have to do this. And it's, you know, it's right. hard, right? Versus I choose to do this. Mm-hmm. It just opens doors for, for positive energy, for positive movement forward. It really right. opens a beautiful space there. And so, um, so even at those beginning stages, if you can incorporate that language, or if you can, you, when you find yourself kind of in that, oh, this is like, it's exhausting and it's overwhelming and it's hard thinking like, I'm choosing to do this. I am, uh, I'm seeing myself get stronger every day. Right. I am, uh, I get to be the person I want to be, um, that kind of language is really going to open up a lot of positive space and movement forward. And it can shift things actually quite dramatically. Yep. Yep. It, it, we could do a whole episode on this. It reminds me of, we tend to think of change or what we want. Like, uh, I have something, I do something, I become something. Yes. But yep. if you reverse it, that's more accurate. I, I am something, yeah. I do something, then I have something. We do have versus, yeah. And that's a really cool concept and it applies for sure to recovery. Um, so summarize, uh, <laughs> recovery needs sobriety. Yes. You're not really in recovery if there's not sobriety. Yep. Um, but there's overlap. So this is not an exact mm-hmm. <laughs> measurement or science here, but... Um, you're unavailable if you're still acting out. Yep. And so we need to establish sobriety in order to start moving forward. And we want to talk about if you've attempted this and just you always get stuck or it always returns and you're really, really frustrated, um, we want to present kind of a different side. I'm very logical, so in my brain it's like (laughs) there's a formula, right? Yep. And I kind of feel like there is. So we're going to talk next episode about a formula for sobriety that will allow you to really consider where you're at in each of these areas and see which one may be lacking if you haven't established consistent sobriety and therefore probably struggle a lot in recovery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.